Yeah, I did just pick up. I just picked up Mario Party, Super Mario Party, Mario Party, Super Mario Party, Super Mario Party. Super Mario Party. Is that on I the end gauge? Yeah, I got it for the end gauge. <laughs> <laughs> the Nokia end gauge. Um, looking pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I try and get all my new releases on my Game Gear. Uh, yeah, I, I find um, it's really ergonomically sound for my hands. It's really good on that hand sound. It's really good for hand sound. <laughs> Used to be four ordinary teenagers. <laughs> Welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's the animated podcast about real cartoons, and also we're all snake people. And my name's Andy. My name's Austin. Uh, snakes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Rory, and I am dick deep in this theme. <laughs> <laughs> it's as I, sli- as I slither around and shed my skin, <laughs> rattle my funny little rattle. As Austin looks away, very, very upset about this theme, but like unbeknownst to him, I unhinge my jaw and I start eating him from behind. I'm going to put all of Austin inside my mouth. This is also so, a Vore-themed episode. So, hey, guys, I'm Austin. I'm a, a fun podcast host. I'm being swallowed by a snake. <laughs> now I'm inside of a snake. Ask I'm me being, anything. Being swallowed by a snake AMA. <laughs> Uh, being swallowed by a snake who is my friend Andy. Andy, my ex-friend who became a snake and started to put his mouth my on My ex-friend, me. current eater. Oh, hi, that's me. That's me. I've got, I got my other, my other uh, ex-friend, Rory, who's just slithering around, just not just helping. Loving it. Just loving it. Tacitly approving of the situation. He's having a parade of it. <laughs> Look. I, it's not my decision that this episode be snake themed. We just no, happened to watch. No, the fans voted. We've, <laughs> we had to do it. Right. It was that very, very real online. Andy's mom <laughs> <laughs> said, this week, you boys are all funny little snakes. And we said, OK. Yeah, OK. No, Three no. Gardener it's... snakes playing in the playing in the garden where gardener snakes play. <laughs> it's okay. it was circumstance that gave us this snake theme because there are prominently featured snakes in every episode that we watched there's a ton uh, of snakes there's, there's just so, like a ton of snakes there's just so oops. many snakes and uh, yeah oops all snakes so, <laughs> uh, that is cereal um, i would buy in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah instead of oh, marshmallows children Captain it's real Crunch snakes here. <laughs> we had a terrible mistake in the factory is that what you why is captain crunch don pardo Crunch berries. <laughs> there are snakes now. All of snakes. <laughs> uh, real question: Would you use milk on a snake cereal? Uh, snake milk, yes. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I'd put snake milk in my snake cereal. Yeah, that's Damn what it. it's for, you dingo. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, for you, dingo. So we're uh, we're watching our normal our normal cartoons. Uh, we got that uh, Cyber Six. We got that Sailor Moon and that Wild West Cowboys of Moon Mesa. And let's talk about those things in that order, respectively, shall we? Hiss hiss hiss! I'm a snake. No, I hate boom, the boom. snake. Boom, boom, we do it. I'm gonna keep swallowing Austin while, we, while we transition. Me. No. <laughs> no. Spit me out! I don't like it in here. <laughs> There's a time when the 
we're back again, Snake fans, uh, which is not me, <laughs> just my two co-hosts. Everybody else hates snakes, just these two <laughs> these two jokers that are snakes. They love those snakes. Uh, but I do you sure these two snakes just loving it? Yeah, we've been coiled again, as they say. Uh, we've yeah. writhed ourselves into a boy knot, a, a snake boy, a knot of just fun little snake boys, and we are just... Can't tell where one in, of us ends and the other one in is the mood Austin. for love. We're we're Wong Kar Wise in the mood for love. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Cyber Six episode eleven, the greatest show in Meridiana. Uh, this is not the greatest show in Meridiana. This is just a tribute. <laughs> uh, couldn't remember the greatest show in Meridiana. Just a tribute. Um, Jose and his robotic reference. animals capture Data Seven and Cyber Six for a circus show and forces them to become part of the attraction. After Lucas disables the circus program to save Data 7 and Cyber 6, they destroy the circus and robots. Yeah, there's a circus. Jose has a lot of time on his hands, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's clear he's been benched from the last couple episodes. So, like, yeah, so we, now we know back, he's been up to. He's back in a big way. But yeah, I, I guess, you know, there, there could be a narrative thread there that he literally has been making a whole circus of, of metallic robots. <laughs> I do love I love the trope, the animation trope that if you give a robot or if you just take an animal and you give it the little lines and some rivets, yeah, it can move. It's a robot. Yeah, it's a robot and it can move exactly the way a real animal like it did, like squid sure. tentacles. As long yeah. as the squid tentacles have like periodic little little lines, lines and a few rivets in there, like yeah, they can move around completely <laughs> prehensile and like yeah. whatever. Check some rivets on it. Just That's... throw some rivets on there. Yeah, the metal can warp to its pleasure and like wrinkle like skin. Warped, warped for her pleasure. Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> Look, we gotta it's, talk to about. To be crystal clear, I'm laughing at Austin's hilarious reaction and not Andy's very inappropriate joke. <laughs> eh, I'll take either one. Um, I, I want to talk about so there's a giant octopus robot. Uh, there's there's some other robots though that bear mentioning. There's there's some like Wizard it's of monkey. Oz uh, flying monkey robots. Um, yeah, there's a big ape. Some and... uh, unicycling crabs that show up at the end. <laughs> Not sure why they were hidden for most. And, of the and we basically just mentioned everything great about this episode. No, yeah. because we've forgotten the the singular snake that is also at once two snakes. <laughs> the one snake, yeah. two snake is very good. <laughs> Buy one, get one snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's wearing like a neck separator piece that like... <laughs> like makes... a headphone splitter? Yeah, it's like a headphone splitter, but for snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it also it breathes fire, because why the fuck not? Yeah. So What's it gonna not do? Not breathe fire? <laughs> that, that's for chumps. <laughs> that's for chumps. You heard it here first, everybody. So, uh... yeah. So, uh, our boy Jose... Uh, his whole plan is he's got all these robo robo creatures and he's he's got this circus plan and he goes down to the sewers <laughs> to with some I guess robot dogs but they they don't they're look fixed robot. idea dogs they're, okay so they're more squishy yeah um and they track down Data Seven who they I guess they know live in the sewers uh, lives in the sewers and uh, so they capture Data Seven and put up Data Seven as hostage by creating an, an ad that cyber six will have to see clearly clearly because um, they put it all over i do love the like this constant like sailor moon style trope of our incredible like elaborate 
event plan only works if the hero decides to go that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like uh, if it they is see funny. a flyer, then you know if they if they miss a flyer, or if they're like out of town, then you know this whole thing is just done for. Yeah, you know it, it works with Sailor Moon because they've really leaned into that as not only like a conceit of the show, but also a, just a, a a kind of a flaw in her in her you know <laughs> in her personality is yeah. just an ex- an extreme deceptive uh, like an ex- an extreme like uh, gullibility and desire for free things. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, how much she loves fun. Yeah. Uh, and she's a teenager, you know, like and teenagers can't drink. So they like going to going to crazy events every t- every day. Uh, but this one's fun because they see this poster. Right. And Lori sees it. There's a whole crowd around it. And Adrian and Lucas walk up and Lucas is instantly like, oh, fuck, I want to go to the circus. And Adrian sees the, the note on it about how Data 7's going to be there and, of course, wants to keep Lucas away from it. And so Adrian goes full on like, no, circuses are for babies, Lucas. <laughs> circuses are for stupid babies and we shouldn't yeah. go. <laughs> does Does Adrian know who he's talking to? Because Lucas is is a giant baby. He is a giant <laughs> baby. Also, I I do kind of love the gambit of of saying Data Seven's gonna be there because yeah. now now they've got this choice of like, well, clearly this person knows about Data Seven and that's not okay. But if this I go, is a huge trap. then like if I go, this is definitely a trap. But the Data Seven will be there. Yeah. <laughs> well- and the big, the big balls out move by Jose is that on the poster underneath the picture of Data Seven, it says also special guest C Six. Yeah, you know, like so he's like, yeah, I know, I fucking know you're gonna be here. I Cyber know you're Six. gonna come. Let's not fucking pretend. Let's not dance around this all night. I got a snake yeah. that's two snakes, and you need to come meet him. My snake he's- is two snakes, and you're gonna be here. <laughs> Metal, Metal uh- Gear Solid Twin Snakes is here. <laughs> uh, did you guys also notice that the the poster itself had a huge spelling error on it no uh you'll have to go back and see it but it, the I whole won't. poster is said it's <laughs> the greatest the greatest show on earth <laughs> or the greatest oh. show in Mid- meridiana it's g-r-a-t-e-s-t what it's a blender i hope someone got fired <laughs> what they've done is inexcusable <laughs> man that really just rustles op- austin's copy editor bones you know look if you're showing this this to children you are teaching them. They're very impressionable, and you are telling them how to spell wrong. You are, you are you're, lowering you're their grades. You're complicit in their low scores. Uh, so okay, so this the circus itself uh, seems like it would kind of be entertaining. I guess it's more ethical. I would say a circus of all robot animals is <laughs> yeah is you know. Uh, more mostly free yeah they're they're clearly playing off of uh old circus tropes but it does wind up yeah being pretty cruelty free when you only use snakes that are two snakes and are robots <laughs> well and you know you know it also it also it read a little bit to me like like maybe jose's secret dream that he never spoke to anyone is how much he wanted to be a carnival barker when he grew up because he has this fucking outfit and a fake mustache he, yeah, and he is he going very, full into it yeah it's a big outfit um, and I, I think he is just like secretly living out his dreams. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's a bunch of robots jumping around, shooting cannonballs at each other. And and like the audience is just loving it. And Lucas is eating his like extra, extra large popcorn and drink like a monster. He's a very bad audience member. He's getting <laughs> popcorn all over the place. He's hurting people around him. Uh, he's a nightmare. 
Uh, it also occurs to me that there is a robot we didn't mention that's also very up our alley and that there is a very large spider robot. And we there do is, love yeah, spiders. The spider here. robot is prominently featured and he shoots big, <laughs> big robots. His name is not Shadow gear. and he cannot talk. So, uh, you know, he does he does like crowds, it appears. So uh, he yeah. is. we're not going to ride him. But I don't know. It's just like it's a weird show. But, uh, of course, Cyber Six shows up. And is gonna try and save Data Seven, and is sneaking around. Uh, and before yeah, sorry, long, Jose Andy, realizes she's I need to go there. back really quick and just kind of address the Spider Writers reference that you made, and just kind of <laughs> save are, you a little bit from people who will not get that. And just kind wait. Of... Are you implying that people listening to this episode don't know what I'm talking Always about? Always Spider Writers. That they didn't listen to our whole episode about Spider Writers all the way through from front to back. He, our delightful he one with Dom. Like crowds. <laughs> <laughs> I just please, uh, please watch Spider Riders and watch Spider Riders and listen to our episode and join the special hell that we created for ourselves. Um, yeah, that is another robotic spider show. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, things things kind of essentially get going when Cyber Six breaks in to try and uh, break Data Seven out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, naturally, as she you know goes straight to the trap. The the kind of trap. It wasn't really I mean, it was luck that that Jose actually found Cyber Six. Uh, you know, he had dogs running in. Um, but mm-hmm. there wasn't really like any sort of trap in place. No. No, there really wasn't. And I, it's only you saying that right now that makes me realize it. That's awful. Yeah, this it's really set was up just an elaborate his like, trap. He just wanted to put a circus on. Yeah. That's all he wanted. He just wanted to do a circus plays. And he's like, look, if Cyber Six shows up, then like, that's great, too. Yeah. <laughs> if not, I get to do a circus. It's very fun. If not, I, have I still out. get to have my robot spider shoot like spider goo at a flying monkey and then burn it mm-hmm. off with a snake that's two snakes. <laughs> so, you know, fucking great day. It's like it's, it's like GD the worst. It's like the worst riddle of the Sphinx ever. Like, what is one <laughs> snake but two snakes? It's it's this snake. It's just the snake, man. You gotta see this <laughs> awesome snake. Thanks, Sphinx. So, uh, Cyber Six, of course, gets trapped, uh, and she becomes the next. Uh, I don't know entertainment the next what word am i looking for doesn't really matter yeah i mean she's the you know the guest of honor basically yeah um in the octagon oh um, but you say octagon because she's stuck in a cage with the octopus yeah this i mean that's the clever that thing I, I wasn't actually intentionally incredibly making, but oh it wasn't intentional. very funny and i liked it good good uh but yeah, she's going to get totally wrecked by this octopus and I was worried it was going to go towards like this food wars tentacly situation. Mm-hmm. Uh because like you say his tentacles are very prehensile for how uh rigid they're metal very is. Very prehensile. How, <laughs> considering that they're made of like what should be three tubes of metal. Yeah. And they're just very wriggly. <laughs> uh too wriggly. Lo- too wriggly. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I really like the show, Luke. Uh, show Jose, but uh, one one note, too, too wiggly. wiggly, too wiggly, yeah, too wiggly. I don't like, I didn't like that. I do have uh, an alternate title for this episode, which is Cirque to Jose. 
That's pretty uh, good. Okay. I'm giving you his I'm giving you your points. Okay. That's the quarters landing in his copper bowl. <laughs> his can, little can, copper can. point bowl. <laughs> points for me. Yeah, the points the points land is in <laughs> Hey you, uh, you got any points? You got any points for a man down on his luck? I'm getting yes! swallowed by a snake. <laughs> Yeah, the points land in Austin's mouth right as I'm about to just fully envelop him with my giant snake mouth. That allows me Ooh. to inflate like a bird. <laughs> and I I don't like that. <laughs> like how birds notoriously inflate? <laughs> you know how birds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lucas decides at this point that he's going to try and go help, and he runs down, uh, but quickly is is confronted by the fact that he is a man made of flesh and not a robot body. Yeah. And he cannot do anything. Um, and so he gets captured himself, which allows him into the back room, uh, where there's some nonsense that happens and a fight breaks out with some of it, with the snake, with the two snakes, uh, and data seven ends up getting freed and he starts fucking with the computer that controls all the robots. And yeah, then we're really off to the races. Code. Some great code shows up. All the fun programming <laughs> that's happening. Uh, very nice code. <laughs> fuck i don't know there's cyber six nonsense the fights here are actually pretty decent uh i I enjoy it she's like she of course gets free uh she starts chucking herself bodily like through all these robots uh and they just they explode that octopus robot survives for way longer than you ever would think although we have you know a very fun continued image of a flame belching robo octopus (laughs) it's like rocks it fucking rocks it is it does it does rock. There's it's a, a cool visual. There's a sequence where she pulls a fire hose out and has uh has Lucas use the fire hose on the octopus, which to this point was not on fire, and he blasts it with like water from the fire hose. It freaks out and then it is on fire. So he watered yeah. the octopus to fire. Yeah, every and... every monster, every robot, as soon as they get a little bit wet, then they become engulfed in flames. It's a very fun <laughs> completely nonsensical reversal um but you know i think we've talked before about how every episode of cyber six kind of ends in a fire in a horrific yeah. <laughs> fire even if even if it's a even if they have a fire hose it still winds up everything being on fire like because there's fire in the hose that's why they call it that that oh, it's, it's like they're, they're keenly aware that they draw a pretty fire and they go out of yeah. their way to 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 revel in how dope their fire looks they d- yeah sometimes they half-ass it in this one where it's just literally like a an orange cloud that just <laughs> appears enough. on top of some of the monkeys and <laughs> i wouldn't say they gave it their best there's orange on my monkeys <laughs> and i know we mentioned this briefly before but there is we've seen all them all of these robots throughout the we episode thought we did. but we thought we'd seen them all and then suddenly there's a like 50 foot tall giant robot crab. Yeah, there's a giant enemy crab that appears and then opens up his tummy and then about <laughs> 600 unicycling mini crabs show up. Why is this happening? I don't know. <laughs> I think they were saving it for a big finish in the event that this circus got to keep going. Uh, and Jose just sort of was very excited to show off his crab excitement. <laughs> he had this crab surprise. Crab surprise! Crab surprise! You also see a bunch of other robots too that we hadn't seen before. There's like a tiger. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch waiting in the wings on this there's one. A whole bunch. And I don't know what they were doing. 
I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it doesn't matter. They all get blasted with water and set on fire. Um, and everything burns down, and we're sort of left uh, on a nearby rooftop. And Lucas says, "Man, Adrian is not gonna believe this." And Cyber Six says, "Lucas, don't be too sure about that." Yes, I'm starting to think that Adrian and Cyber Six are the same person. No, might be onto something there. And if you thought that was a bad ending line, that isn't actually the last thing that we see in the episode. Because the last thing we see is like a, 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 a that's all folks like Iris in on Jose running away from all the unicycle crabs. They really have right. such tone deafness about what their show is. <laughs> um, yeah. When when they just shoehorn in like Looney Tunes level nonsense out of nowhere. And it's not even they don't even do it for a whole episode. They just do one little gag and move on. It is really mm-hmm. awkward. Yeah, I mean, luckily it doesn't linger too long, but it's weird. Yeah, especially when paired with that music that is just so lackluster. Like it, it's yeah. just never, never appropriate. It's like it's like the Hey Digimon, Hey Digimon song. <laughs> come on, and it just was not matching the right like tempo or matching the mood of the action sequence. And it, it's just like, oh, this music is such a downer right now. It's such like a weird fit, and it's the oh. same like slightly uplifting like midi strings that yep. come in like why is this here right now why well, is this here right now and we've only got two episodes left of all of cyber six so yeah i don't know i don't know what's happened i don't know what's gonna happen in these last two because this yeah. certainly was no. a very inconsequential episode yeah yeah defo so right, i don't know we, we'll see i think that's we, all we got yeah should we slither on out of here yeah, Let's... I'll spit Austin back up. He doesn't taste very good. Oh, thank God. He's out now. Nice. I had my feet in your tummy. <laughs> yeah, it was farther than my tummy. <laughs> oh, good boy. Austin. I'm just a boy who says yes. I'm a boy who says you have to tell other people about our money, where our money comes from. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love doing talking about ads. I love talking about the people who are paying us a ton of money. Well, this week we, we're, we're proud to be po- sponsored by one of the fastest growing fast food restaurants in, in the States. Uh, it's called Plucky's Duck Buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thrilled to talk to you guys about Plucky's Duck Buckets. <laughs> um, uh, because here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. Think about who you are, right? Chances are you're a person who's trapped in a well right now. Chances are you're a person who's at the bottom of a well. You haven't eaten anything. And you've fallen in because like the like the Lindbergh baby or whatever the baby is. The, the baby Jessica. Whatever you the went, baby you are. Whatever you thought you saw the you are, Lindbergh just a, baby at the bottom of a well and you went to save it. <laughs> you're, you're just a babe at the bottom of a well. Um, and you haven't eaten a gosh darn thing, but the only thing that can reach you is a bucket. You know, they can lower a bucket down. And that's where, where Plucky's Duck Buckets comes in, because they they prioritize uh, well people. Um, and they, they just they put those good ducks that they're famous for, and they 
They season them with spice. They pluck all the feathers off of those ducks and they cook them up good and they put them in that bucket. Is it in that order? They do. <laughs> yeah, they they do a rare thing where they cook it with the feathers on and then they take the feathers off and then they wow. serve it on a bed of feathers. <laughs> and they season it before they take the feathers <laughs> off. So it's like, you know how, you know how like some fun restaurants you just throw the peanut shells on the floor yeah, yeah you know like fun. you eat the peanuts like <laughs> this is like you take the feathers and you kind of throw them around and have fun mm, at the bottom of the well right and at the bottom of the well eventually you have enough feathers maybe you can fly out of there um <laughs> or at least take a comfortable nap yeah so you'll you'll absolutely enjoy getting a, a fresh steaming bucket of duck uh when you're at the bottom of that dang well <laughs> And it'll help you survive until you become a big, strong man from you when you were, once you were a baby. And you can climb on out like Batman. Yeah. Thanks, Plucky's Duck Buckets. Thank you. Okay, so the next one that we're going to talk about is Sailor Moon. You see what I'm doing here with the snake joke? We're really carrying the theme all the way through. I see what you're doing here with the snake joke. Um, I think it's pretty funny. So I think it's very funny. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, so we watched uh, Sailor Moon episode 36. It's called Last Resort. And here- Hold on, I'm no breathing. <laughs> Don't give a fuck if I come. So here's here's the nops for this episode. Serena and her family go on a vacation to a hot springs resort. A nearby lake is giving off evil energy, and Queen Beryl sends Darian to investigate it. Darian unleashes the lake monster and tries to control it, but the monster won't listen and wants to get revenge on the person who sealed her away. She thinks that's Serena, and with her family around, Serena can't become Sailor Moon to stop the monster. For some reason. Yeah. So, uh... On one hand, I thought this episode was a nice change of pace, and I was, was really looking of, forward to this episode from the opening. And it, were you going to say it was a little bit of a letdown? Yeah, it was a little bit of a letdown. I would say. Yeah. I mean, I think it was. We were talking before very recently about how the show hasn't really talked about her quote family, like her, you know, Earth family. Yeah, the actual blood relative family that birthed her. And raised her, and not the magical moon family from hundreds of years ago. Who no one just knows. just learned about, and it seems very cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we haven't really spent, I think it's been at least 20 episodes since we've seen any member of her family. Yeah. So, Mom and Dad you know, and Sammy. It was duly needed. Like, it was important to get. It was nice to just like, oh yeah, I remember all of these like important people in Serena's life. Um, yeah. Who are clueless and have no idea what she's doing, or what she's like as a person or really know her at all. Um, <laughs> and, well, and so I was kind of hoping they'd get into a little more of that, but well, that's exactly what I was looking forward to as instead well. Instead was kind of a lot of weird bullshit. Catching her family up to speed on this double life she's been leading. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe not sharing everything, but no. I was looking forward to, to the fact that the fact that she tells them nothing and is constantly evasive about their questions about what she's doing and where she's going was at least going to kind of catch up to where this episode. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time in narratives, but I do enjoy when we get a chance to have that moment of like, I've been leading a secret life and it is drawing, put, putting a wedge between me and the people who I ostensibly care the most about. Right. Uh, and we're sort of growing apart because I have all this secret knowledge 
And, you know, she's a teenager, too. So you could have they could have really like dovetailed those two things together. And like her, she's going through her teen years and she's hard to like, you know, she's hard to handle. And she's got all these secrets and like, you know, especially when it's otherwise so well grounded. You know, she goes to school. She has crushes on normal boys. but she or did until until Tuxedo Mask, you know, right. It it feels it feels uh, a little bit left hanging that mm-hmm. they that her family is so out of the picture in the show. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's hard to know you know what the stakes are and what we're really supposed to care about because the exactly. show just clearly just does not focus on them. You know, and by them not focusing it just makes it clear that they're just not important. And if they had just pushed their thumb down a little bit harder on making Serena squirm about the, you know, the beats of this episode, yeah, I thought it worked. It would have worked really well because first yeah. we see Darian, then a monster, and then she's got a kind of gutter. She's kind of like kind of gutter gutter. She can kind of handle this, and then the you know four more scouts show up, and she's like, "Oh Jesus fucking Christ!" Right? Like, yeah, super not necessary. Yep. Um, <laughs> and like no logical explanation given. Like I don't want to completely mm-hmm. nitpick all of the bizarre logical leaps that this episode makes, but we. I mean, I want to. Yeah. So we probably well, yeah, will. I think it's because it, it was an episode that we didn't know we wanted. And then we saw it and was clear how much we needed it. And then yeah. we didn't really quite get the episode Absolutely. that we thought we were getting. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's sort of walk into a little walk through a little more. So, yeah, they're, the, the they're actual, on a hot like, springs trip. Yeah, she's there with yeah, her family. So it's on a vacation of a getaway, a weekend family getaway with her fam um there's actually a really fun scene like the only time i was like enjoying her family uh is the scene in the car where (laughs) her uh her her locket comes out Uh, like her and sammy are roughhousing in the back seat and her locket comes out and her dad's like "Uh, what's that locket did some boy give it to you and she basically kind of says yeah and he freaks out and like what fully looks away from the the road and turns 180 degrees to like yell at her and like the car is going crazy and uh, her, the only reason it gets defused is because her mom is like, oh, she probably got it from Melvin. Yeah. Yeah. And then dad well, has, we- a, has plenty of time to laugh at that awful child, Melvin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's oh, a Melvin. Oh, well, then there's a boy for you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Psychopath. <laughs> you know that good adult humor. They laugh about children. <laughs> they laugh about child murderers. Um, no, so what I was going to say was that uh, I agree. But again, if we had seen before this episode a little bit more of their family dynamic, then his freak out would have been funnier. I thought it was a little reasonable. This daughter who hasn't spoken to him in six months yeah. is now dating a grown up. And it's like, hold on, this is actually problematic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've well, told me nothing, and now you're having unprotected <laughs> darkness sex. <laughs> well, I mean, it is it is a, a pretty solid like anime trope. Well, it's a trope over here too of the overprotective protective dad who doesn't want his daughter to date. You know? Oh, oh totally. Sure. That's also that's also hugely problematic. The like, amount of like weird. I- uh, when I worked at Zulily, the amount of weird T-shirts I had to approve and write copy for that were basically like. Hey, you, oh, like, you, you want to date my daughter? daughter? Yeah, like I'm reloading my gun. That kind of like weird yeah. bullshit, like, paternalistic bullshit of like, 
Hey, you, you, you think you like my daughter? You think she's pretty? I got a fucking forty-five caliber machine gun. No one's yeah. gonna touch a, my daughter, it's all, but it's me. It's all a yeah. steaming hot pile of garbage. But in this one episode, I kind of sympathized with his reaction. Well, yeah, because it kind of, based on how they did it, it reads less like I'm freaked out that there's a boy, and like a little tinge of like you never tell me anything. What's going on in your yeah. life? <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't. She's kind of a bad daughter. <laughs> Uh, so they get to this this hot springs, and uh, apparently we find out that they're they're here because this is where her dad and her mom met, and they have quote unquote special memories of this place. As oh, both yeah, of them blush, turn flushed red. Like they yeah. fucked in this, they fucked in this very hot Their springs where my are children are here in now in that rotten eggs tub. <laughs> <laughs> that sulfurous bubbling goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So that's that's a uh, so so the, the what they're referencing is that Sammy doesn't want to get in the water because it smells like sulfur, and they're like, "Shut up!" Um, but that's a dub change uh, oh, because really? in the in the original Japanese, he's just freaked out because it's a co-ed uh, oh, hot springs, and he doesn't want to be naked. Classic onsen. Uh-huh. Oh Japan! Yeah, and they're like, Although, they're like, whatever. It's just family in here, you, you big baby. Uh, so Although they, he does wear he that. does wear the towel the lady way and I don't yeah. know I thought it was pretty funny he, he definitely does, does. It was a cute and they little also touch. wear the towel into the into the water uh-huh, yeah do. there's no they, 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 do, they do not even risk a, a a splash of nudity the towel goes right on into the water no but that's, until that's, they take Serena's off that's real though oh that's real you walk people, in with the towel yeah people wear the towels in that's a real so thing that they'll know? sometimes do huh, especially but then your towels all wet dang it. Yeah. It's not a towel anymore. It's wet. I know. Yeah, and you're just wearing you just wear your clothes in if that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, jeepers. Show me your jeepers. Why don't you wear your clothes in? I don't want to show. My, I don't want to show my dad my peepers. <laughs> right, but then again, but yeah, I but guess... he's got the to- he's got the towel tucked all the way up under his armpits. Yeah, and it is yeah. very funny. He, he's really he's really uh, nip shy. He doesn't want to show. He's pretty he nip shy. Want... He's showing a lot of leg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so okay, so right around now as well is the time where we figure out what's going on with the negaverse. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird just kind of hand waved plot to get them here. They it they is. sense that there's evil energy that's not negaverse related inside this lake that's next to the hot springs. Negaverse adjacent, and they're like, yeah, there's yeah, there's like a regular. There was a monster already down there. Yeah, <laughs> wait, yeah, and and like, oh, hold on, hold on. Is it there's one of been ours? A monster? No. There's been a monster down there for centuries, and the the second that Serena decides to show up, that's like, when they notice. Let's let's send like let's send Serena's boyfriend to go check out this place because this of monster. an unrelated thing. <laughs> and it, it, it it's kind of like it's got this. I mean, it's not ever explicit in this way at all. But uh, what I thought of was, it, it, you know, the way that like contractors don't have to they don't have to like pay you know retirement funds. Like, why are they? Why are they outsourcing to this monster who all of a sudden yeah. it felt like just like two it was like they were doing it for convenience or to save a buck, I guess was what I was what I was getting at. It's weird. It's very weird. It's you an know odd, what I would have loved choice. is is if the negaverse had like just gone on with a separate like plot in Tokyo. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, just like took over Tokyo. It. Cause Serena, well, well, I was just gonna say they put on like you know a weird beauty pageant or some like new, oh, new yeah. scheme, but nobody falls for it because Serena's out of town. <laughs> I I would have liked to, yeah, that would have been very funny. I also would have liked to see what took the what got the other scouts out here because it was yeah. pretty far fetched. Yeah, and they but, don't show um, up until the very end of the the, the episode. 
Yeah, seeing them kind of follow Tuxedo Mask, you know, up the countryside would have been interesting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. So, so the Negaverse, uh, so Beryl sends Darian to go find out what the fuck's up with this evil lake. And uh, <laughs> he and Serena kind of have a little encounter where he doesn't remember the names Darian or Serena, and it really fucks her yeah. up. Okay, so this this is some bullshit here. Mm-hmm. So she, so first of all, they have not really played the memory angle of Tuxedo and Dar- Tuxedo slash Darian. Um, him turning evil. He's kind of just been established as like, he's just kind of under control yeah. of, of and Beryl. He's he, demonstrated that he fully knows that he's been brainwashed and is cool with it. Yeah. He just yeah. like wants the crystal. Like he's like, Hey, also, Serena, what's up? Like, I know Malachi has a, Malachi has a very funny line delivery when he brings it up too. Cause he has this, he has this hard, um, at first, like, um, I think tuxedo mask is being weird. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was just him scheming. And then bear was like, ah, yes, I know. Like, oh, okay. We're just leaning into it. Okay. Also, also Malachi does fully say McQueen again. He does say McQueen again. So it's a, it's a conscious choice. It was not just a weird line, line reading that one time. This is, it's like a thing he's doing. It's like the voice actor doggedly looking at the script where it says M apostrophe queen and going, well, I guess that's what they want and doing it. (laughs) It's wow. intense. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Darian thing doesn't make very much sense. But the the only part of this episode that I strongly was uh, impressed with was uh, the way they treated Serena's like emotional response to again being confronted by Darian, like, and his intense brainwashing, and maybe sure, get, sure. you know, kind of getting really upset that maybe he'd never get back to normal again, and trying to I... like h- hide it in front of her family. It was kind of cool. Right. It is. I'm, but I'm not done with my rant. Oh God, I'm, I'm not done with this bullshit here. I'm gonna start swallowing you again. Just no, slowly. You, you won't no, even notice. You, snake. you won't even stop notice. Snake. No, no, no. Serena, Serena is like Darian. What's up? And like I'm Serena, and he's like Darian. I don't know that name. And literally yeah. five fucking minutes later, Malachi is like Darian. Come here, come here. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things that was it was so indelicate that you have to kind of blame the show. Well, but well, I, yeah, I, I what at was... first read it as because we we knew he was Deary and we'd just seen him be Deary in a second ago. I thought he was intentionally kind of no, trying to try he's to not. rustle her what feathers. happened. What happened is that in the or in the original, it's it, he's Endymion and he's going by Endymion when he's under because that was his prince name back in uh-huh. a long time ago in the in the before time in the long long back ago. in that long time ago yeah and, he, he was prince endymion and so they and called she calls him, him mamoru and she calls him mamoru and so in this scene she was like mamoru what are you doing and he's like mamoru i don't know that name i'm in ah, so in this case it's like darian i don't know that name i'm darian <laughs> <laughs> no i'm prince darian who's darian I'm prince darian who's darian <laughs> I'm Prince Darian. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. I, I still liked I, I liked my impression of it that he was just kind of fucking with her. Yeah. Because, because he knows. Because he's a bad guy now and he knows she doesn't like that he's brainwashed. Yeah, but then, they're like, like, they're all it's worried like, about Oh, my brain is so googly boogly. I can't. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. have to, I have to do a check. I don't want to make sure I'm not stepping on any toes. I don't want to piss you off. Are you done with your rant? I am. Oh, I don't God. have toes, and it kind of hurt my feeling that you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't either. I don't know what I was doing. We're both snakes. We're um, both hoof people. <laughs> are you wait? Are you saying you're a snake with horse legs? <laughs> I'm selling shoes. I'm really self conscious about it, Austin. Stop bringing it up. 
okay, okay. We should get into the meat of this thing. Uh, Darian, uh, talk about the meat. Darian summons the demon out of the lake and is immediately like, I control you now. And she's like, fuck that. No, you don't. <laughs> and she is basically like a, she's like a jealousy demon. Her mom, uh, Serena's mom told her this story of like the, the lake guardians where basically there was just a love triangle and uh, the lady who didn't get the man got really pissed and so pissed she turned into a monster. Uh, yeah. Which is like, yeah. that's scary that that's a real thing that happens. Because clearly <laughs> it was real. Because there is a monster. Yeah, yeah these, <laughs> aren't, these aren't monster. like alter, extra dimensional space bad people. This no. is just like a real thing that happened on Earth. So that's a little scary. Um, mm -hmm. But they, the other two in the love triangle uh, used their love power to seal her into the lake. And then they also went up and became stars for some reason. Um, sure. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, but the long and the short of it is that there's a demon here now and she's pissed. And she thinks that Serena, of course, very conveniently, is the, the lady that the guy chose instead of her. And so she mm -hmm. starts attacking. Um, right. I don't know what to say about the rest of this. Well, there was a great line. So, yeah, so D-Money awakens the spirit. And then, like, she, she attacks Serena and her family when they're, like, leaving the the hot spring and they're all in their kimonos and they're walking through and then this, the sea witch comes in and and you know serena can't transform which is an interesting conflict and it would have been cool if if that had been like a constant thing like earlier mm -hmm. in the episode and so she'd been trying like several times like trying to like find a way to to well, transform or to, i wish to that she'd never that been more. able to transform the whole episode because uh, like, sure. there's there's a sequence where her family's running off and she's running off with them i really thought she was gonna go and let the other sailors handle it but right. instead she just loses her family and transforms anyway and it sort of to remove yeah, all those them in, the, in the fog yeah mm -hmm. uh I, I agree either either if, if she had revealed herself when right when the monster showed up and there was no evidence to see other scouts were on their way mm -hmm. would have been nice to see her transform yeah, or, or at the very least a message to them. Yeah. Or at the very least commit to the fact that she doesn't want them to know for some reason and yep, just right. not transform and leave it to mm -hmm. the other sailor scouts. Yeah. The, the wishy-washy middle ground was not my favorite choice. No, mm -hmm. I, I also, I realized that there's something that I didn't mention. That's wildly important, more important than anything else that we could ever say, which is that the demon lady is a snake lady. Yes. Uh, she she's, snake she, yes. she's the That's snake the of this episode. Snake. The second snake here. Well, it's the third snake if you want to count two snakes in one. Is two you want to count two snakes. <laughs> but there are two snakes <laughs> and one snake. This is uh, the story of the second snake. And the great line Serena does say when she first sees her, um, she says, sea monster with bad hair. <laughs> yes, she does. Equal things are just as surprising to Serena and just as upsetting. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. The girls show up. Tuxedo Mask shows up, and he wants to fight off the demon. I don't know. I guess he feels bad because he summoned this demon for no reason. Um, and they they fight it off. Uh, Mars chucks a Japanese paper receipt at her face as before. Well, it it is cool that in in this case we have the fact that Ray is a demon hunter. That's true. And we That's haven't true. had like specifically demons that yeah you know she's call. yeah that are, that are so, from the world before she was a sailor scout right so you know ray is able to like use her special power because they keep trying to like 
frisbee it to death and it doesn't go away. <laughs> and it's like, oh, hey, Ray, do your like cool thing where you're a Ghostbuster. And she oh, right. It. I'm like a Shinto priestess. <laughs> right. Um, do your cool thing where you're a Ghostbuster. <laughs> you know, it's just. I, I could get this. This would have made a lot more sense if Ray had just come along with the family or something. If it was like if Ray was along for the ride yes. or her and her grandpa and Chad show up like just yeah. in their buggy. Yeah, like they're you know, also some... there. And Chad's like, oh, I always end up at the hot springs at this time of year. <laughs> because I think the, the only reason they decided to shoehorn all the other scouts in there was just so that they could banish a demon. Yeah. Like yeah, use Ray's, Ray's ability. But it, it yeah, there's just no way that they would have known or would have been able to get there. Like they were driving for hours to get to the hot springs. And then <laughs> one would assume. Yeah. The girls just show up out of nowhere with what, on what hunch, like on what, like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. They bust up the demon. She heals the demon. She turns back into the lady she used to be. And she floats up into the sky and is totally healed of all of her jealousy and evil. Right. Yeah, episode was fine. It was it was a letdown because it appeared to promise more, but it was it was fine. It was yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I didn't it hate wasn't, it. It wasn't quite you know. It didn't hit those those really silly heights that I think. Yes, we like, you're we right. Like it from didn't, a one off episode. Yeah. Um, and the the sailor says it's really straightforward too. It's basically just what you would think. It's like, hey, jealousy's yeah, jealousy. bad. Jealousy sucks. Bad. Don't do it. Don't yeah. Be a jealous Although Jennifer. I kind of like. I think this one works very well for these standalones because um, this arc of, of Sailor Moon, uh, because as long as we kind of keep chipping away at Darian's brainwashing, it's still kind of part of the main plot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it allows them to not have to be quite so heavily serialized like they were getting with Nephlite and Malachite. Mm hmm. And I agree with you that this episode felt a little out of place for the reasons you've already said, but I also think it's a little out of place because the conflict isn't even related to the negaverse. Like it's not even part of the big bads whole deal. It's like so side episodes <laughs> yeah. for w when we're approaching the very last episodes of this 40 episode season. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was an, Oh, sorry, Austin. I was going to say it was, it was just, it was an odd. Um, I thought they were going to play more with the parents. This is the first time we've seen the parents together in a room for about 20 or 25 episodes. Yep. And there's this, and there's some, there's some, uh, you know, star-crossed lover monster curse on the lake. I kind of assumed that was going to play into the fact that their parents apparently met uh, at, yeah. the, at, at the yeah, springs and then it kind of went nowhere. Right. And to Rory's point, I think here's here's a rewrite that could have been really awesome. Uh, the whole episode could have used that like ancient love triangle plot as like a, a a reflection of the parents plot but also like maybe the maybe the parents were in a love triangle at this hot springs way back when and there's like a woman who ooh, still works uh -oh. there at the hot springs and it's ooh, that uh -oh. same woman and like the demon takes over that woman because there's like a jealousy connection and then like they could have really made it personal more personal that kind of thing yeah that could have been really fucking cool and then you know really get the parents involved but Oh well. Yeah, the point oh, well. is that yeah, oh, there was well. just a lot left on the table. Yeah. It's yeah. too bad. Missed opportunities, but hey, they had a snake lady and we're snakes, so uh, you know, five out of five. Yeah, some <laughs> of you some of us are snakes. Some of us are snake food. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh hey hey Rory. Um I'm thinking and yes, it wasn't really a question. I can see the future. I know where this is going. Oh, so you will talk about the sponsor. Correct. 
fantastic. That's amazing that you can see the future. We should talk about that at another time. We have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, in the meantime, we have a we have a new sponsor, sort of a a, a down home kind of country product. Can you tell us about Grandma Chutney's tooth butter? Yeah, I would love to tell you about Grandma's Chutney's tooth butter. This is for all those folks down down in uh, Louisiana and Kentucky and whatever other states dropped those last letters. That no, they got no time for those last letters. Florid, <laughs> like florid. Uh, this is this is one of those this is one of those great ways where like you know how you're so busy not saying that all the letters in the state you're in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Well, imagine, imagine I can save you, you know, two to four more minutes every day by taking out, by taking out all that extensive, all that extensive toothbrushing you've been doing, uh, carpetbagger style, like those, like those fools up in the north. Okay. You've been doing, you've been doing it, you've been doing it the Yankee style with a, with a, with a picky, with a picky brush and their, and their hot <laughs> and their hard minty tubes. Well, guess what? Now it comes in a nice, a nice, cool stick of butter. <laughs> take a, take a chomp. It goes, it gets right into all the nooks and crannies. This butter is fibrous, and it goes right between all of your teeth. Oh, <laughs> you oh swish no! It up. Fibrous <laughs> butter. <laughs> now, if there's anything that I hate about that Yankee-style toothpaste, it's how often I have to do it. Can I? How long does one application of tooth butter last? Basically, till you get bored and spit it out. Essentially, you, you keep chewing it. It's that little, It's only good while you're chewing. The way Got a it. cow would chew upon one's cud. <laughs> like a cow on the cud, you'll be you'll be just. Your mouth will be a full will be a full of this fibrous grainy butter, and um... <laughs> can't get cavities if you never stop chewing. <laughs> That's the motto. Where am I going to fit my tobacco? Well, you know what? I'm glad you asked because <laughs> Grandma Cud now has also got herself wacky tobacco backwards tobacco where <laughs> she must be friends with Grandma Chutney. She must be friends with Grandma <laughs> Chutney who's come up with a great way to get your tobacco uh, plied uh, through the rear entrance of your of your of your sweet bod. Oh. Does it <laughs> Is this butt chugging for chewing tobacco? No, it's wacky tobacco backwards tobacco. This is kind of like a double advertisement. Well, only if you want to do, only if you like putting tobacco in your butt, which is not something we've been sponsored to say is dope. And we do not. But it is a way to tobacco and chutney, your your fiber butter in the mouth. You can do both. It is possible. They're often sold in a two pack. <laughs> Wow. Well, thank you so much for telling all the all of our down home country fans about this. Never stop chewing that butter. The down home fans already knew. This is for this is for the northerners. This is for those this is for those city slickers. All right, well, clip, clop, clip, clop. It's me, a snake with with horse feet, and I'm here. <laughs> We're really, we feel good about it now. We've we've looked inside ourselves. Oh. We've decided we can talk about our horse feet. You know what? Yeah, I'm I'm tired of shaming myself for a body that God gave me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dark science gave you that body, Rory. 
Let's be honest. In, in clear defiance forbidden, of God. Forbidden knowledge. Whatever. Potato, potato. Hey, potato, potato. Here's what I'm going to say. We watched the Wild West Cowboys of Moon Mesa. And guess what happened today? Our boys worked to catch two snakes. That's four snakes total If you're for those keeping count. <laughs> or five, five snakes if you want to count or the first one as two. Or five snakes two snakes is one snake. <laughs> so our boys worked to catch two snakes that made up the hole in the ground gang after they robbed some bison at minnesota flats cody is really excited about going to pueblo's annual kowow with jr and tewa but the threat of the hole in the ground gang could disrupt the whole fiesta which i don't know how i feel about throwing fiesta in there (laughs) nor do i continuing onward when Moo and the other cowboys run into some trouble trying to catch the gang, Cody and Tehua help to bring them to justice. Now, and that is our episode. And I, I want to jump in and talk about this episode. But more than that, I really want to tell you some YouTube comments that I found on this video. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hit us. Uh, are, so, they on, are they on? Ooh, I don't know. How, ooh, so my, we... hackles are, my hackles are <laughs> waving in the wind. There's nothing racist. Uh, so here we go. So here's one. Please tell me I'm not the only guy here who thinks that Cody and that bison girl should be a couple. Here's number two. I'll continue to ship my favorite girl, (laughs) Tehua. But I only really ship them because I want more of her and, you know. Yeah, exactly. If if there was another, if there was another cow child for her to lovingly long after besides Cody, I would... I would happily get yeah, rid of him if in Cody favor of died my, in like a in favor of my boy, accident. my boy afraid of ghosts. If he could come back, that would be great. <laughs> uh, so I like I like the second YouTube comment a lot because it, it it's like they think that these characters are, are real and they could talk to them. So here we go. Uh, I would date Montana if I could. I agree, though, about Fair. Cody That's and Tewa all the same. Kate, Lily, and I would be best friends, too. Um, Colorado, could I borrow Jezebel? Could you teach me some stuff, JR? Ugh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, living in this world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this incredible world that's been built. Uh, okay, so here's, here's one more. Uh, JR should spend less time teaching girls proper wrist action and more time testing his inventions. Mm. Ooh, sick burn. Sick burn. I think uh, I hate all of that. I hate all of this. And finally. And speaking of other. Th- okay, go ahead. This cartoon is interesting. I'm a furry fan. And the heroes oh. are, are kind of hot. Thanks for the upload. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Thanks for that all upload right. to my brain forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily that made that made uh, the uh, all of the sort of like fan shipping and furry stuff made me more uncomfortable than. What was already a fairly uncomfortable episode. Yes. That's why I wanted to get it out of the way now. (laughs) So now when we explain all the racially sketchy stuff, you could think, well, at least it, you know, wasn't as bad as what Andy said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the great powwow is is, uh, about, you know, about powwows. And it's actually that part wasn't that poorly handled. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, um, and it was nice that everybody in this town, like all of the, you know, for lack of a better term, the the white people. Right. The, yeah. the white cows. Yeah. The culturally non-First uh, Nations mm-hmm. uh, cows folk uh, and animal folk all want to go to this big party. You know, like, I guess they're all invited to the cookout, basically. Like, yeah. You know, and no and one wanna, seems like disparaging which, of what's going on. It's nice. Yeah. 
this is this is a little bit of a deep cut uh point of reference that uh i don't know if we'll wind up including but um when i was in elementary school we shared a building with the uh the native american heritage high school sure Mm -hmm. and they did do stuff like that when they did like the powwow stuff and uh we were invited to come see and like be not be a part of it exactly but you know it it was it was participatory. It wasn't you know a sacred ritual. It was a little bit more of a party. Well, right. It's about community, and you know, and and that's a that's a welcoming thing, sort of intrinsically. Right. Uh, but Cody Cody uh, plays with their you know their like family heirloom and puts it on and dances around and is incredibly and immediately wrecks and it and then and immediately wrecks it. it like, oh sure, this shitty yeah. white kid. I swear to God, this fucking awful little white boy. And, yeah, and in so the end, I don't Tewa. think he, I don't think he learns a lesson about messing with other people's property. He only really no. learns a lesson about lying about it. I think that he <laughs> would do it again. I think oh, that fucker would do it again. Okay. Also, we should I give feel context. like Tewa, Tewa takes the brunt of the blame anyway, which is yeah, bullshit. she really does. Yeah, for allow- fact- for allowing him into the end. Well, you would think <laughs> basically, yeah. you I know mean, the the. I guess well, I, no, dude, you're totally right. I just meant that, like, I th- that's a, uh, you could read it as Cody was always gonna be a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, although she sh- and she should have been a little bit. Cody later mentions yeah, that, but like, I don't like well, that we broke, we no, broke your right. necklace. Yeah, that's true. Cody's like, oh, and we yeah. broke your necklace, and then the two of us did. Mm. You, yeah, mm-hmm, Cody. No, 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 Cody. You <laughs> yeah, did this unilaterally. It. You put it on. You looked at yourself in the mirror. You little shit. Cody leaned over a belt sander and just like <laughs> destroyed it. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about the beautiful snakes that are in this episode first. Oh boy. We? So yeah, so let's let's just gloss over instead of ruminating forever on all of the on all of the bad all of the bad Native American stuff and let's just really hang our hang our hats on these delicious two snake folks. They're so yeah. wonderful. The hole in the ground gang. And we don't take no lip, says they. They don't take no lip. Now, why they, do they call them guns? a gang when there's only two of them? I said we don't take no lip. Uh, <laughs> okay, so imagine imagine these snakes. It's like snakes with hats. So first of all, uh-huh. go there. Think about snakes with hats. One of them is Pat Fraley basically, basically just doing his Krang voice. And the yeah. other one is Jeff Bennett basically doing his Dexter's Laboratory dad voice, but like if dad was trying to do an Alan Rickman impression. If I was going to say he's kind of just doing his Gila hooligan from last episode. Kind of, but less British. But man, they are really on a roll with these side villains, though, aren't they? They are. They are. Yeah, it's some nice of the most fun not, characters. It's nice not seeing the regular shitheads. We didn't see the mayor yeah. or the sheriff or the other two shitheads the whole episode, and it was I couldn't great. have been happier. Yeah. Um, God, they've just been dragging this show down to the <laughs> earth. <laughs> So these two snakes, uh, all they really want to do is steal people's valuables and get away with it. I don't see what's so wrong about that. You know, fucking try and keep the snake man down. No, that's some bullshit. Uh, oh, but their pistols are rattlesnake tails. Yes, they which are. Which I think was the first time these sort of weird guns kind of worked for me. Not only because it was fun to watch them hold guns with their tails, mm-hmm. but it thematically made a lot more sense than a gun that shoots, you know, a hundred percent sheriff stars it was like it was yeah. kind of part of their or dice part of their aesthetic yeah or <laughs> dice or poker. at first i, I thought it was a beehive though and i thought it was <laughs> it did bees. look kind of like a beehive 
I want some of these, like some of the Silverhawks villains, to show up and show them how it's done. When, when you get, when oh you, man, we get some, we get Yes Man to show up. <laughs> he's a snake boy. He's a snake boy. He's a snake boy. Our little, we get oh, he's Mumbo a Jumbo. Slug boy. Get uh, Mumbo Jumbo. He's a robot Minotaur. Yeah, man, I'd be down for that. So get Snake Eyes. Get the Gambling Man. <laughs> his name. His name is Poker Face. It's, it's yeah. You're right. So. Now, uh, let's let's snake. Uh, there's no more snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, uh, really let's let's give us a good just like framework to talk about the episode. Not much happens, so there's there's two main plots. Uh, there's one with Cody and Tewa where they go to the powwow. Uh, Cody fucks up this ancient Native American relic, and they're on a quest to go fix it before Jr. finds out. And then the now, other glossing plot, over the actions of cody and you know in the first five minutes of this i did enjoy cody and dewa's uh plot to yeah. like replace the artifact it was it was it otherwise was, pretty entertaining it was very silly it was like it was very different tonally than i think what we've seen well and it introduces my favorite side character ever the extremely <laughs> finicky toupee turkey <laughs> the, t- the toupee turkey the toupee turkey is an insane character. <laughs> but, but okay, let me finish glossing over the plot. So the other the other side of the episode is the fact that the hole in the ground gang uh, stole a bunch of valuables from some of the pueblos, and uh, the marshals are on their tail, uh, their snake tails, and those plots eventually uh, end up in the same place at the powwow uh, for a, a, a you know a big climactic ending. Uh, so that's kind of what's going on with the episode. And yeah, it's a it moral episode. Effort. Like, it's a moral of the story episode where Cody and Tewa learn not to lie. It's true. It, yeah, it's very moral heavy. They made an effort to tie the two plots together, mm-hmm. which was nice. Is it, that it, yeah. it actually, like, they did converge yeah. instead of, you know, these two sort of and disparate, different, disparate I things I also happening. actually really like that style. It was not a sort of heavy-handed... Um, sort of Seinfeld ending where all of the things, all the pieces come together at once in a mm-hmm. sort of, you know, uh, explosion of, of uh, you know, punctuality. Uh, they just cross paths yeah. and kind of cross pollinate a little bit and move on. I kind of really dug that. He's the mm-hmm. toupee turkey. He's extremely <laughs> finicky. <laughs> um, no, I totally agree with you. They, they, pat, they just cross paths um, and due to a, a coincidence, um, the kids end up with all the valuables, uh, which is which is why they even end up coming to the powwow in the first place. Um, so we need to talk about the toupee turkey. So the reason they're going to meet him is because they fucked up this necklace of JR's. And yeah, also really quick. Sorry, you keep saying we or they. Like they they did not fuck it up. Cody fucked it up. You're right. Specifically, you are right. specifically Tewa was like, I don't think you should you should hold it. It's very important. Come on, Tewa. I just want to see it. <laughs> my, I just want to try it. My strong, steady white cow hands will never cause a problem. Right. And he puts this fucking thing on and he's like jumps around like an idiot. And then he leans over into into JR's belt sander and it gets destroyed. <laughs> and all the feathers on it fly out. And yeah. they go on a little bit of a, you know, they don't want to tell JR what's happened. And Tewa asks JR what the feathers are in his necklace. And he tells them that they're the feathers, uh, the rare feathers of the respected and extremely finicky toupee turkey, uh, which is a great intro for anyone, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, and so their their story takes them, like, away from town to meet this turkey who, boy, I don't even know how to start talking about him. 
He's he's like a he's like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> Tonally just very different from any other character we've seen in the show, I think. And he's British again, and I don't know why everyone in the Wild West is British out in this fucking place on the Mesa. Um, was, do you think it was Jim Cummings? I felt like it, it was, was 100% Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings. Yeah, and I think maybe it's just because Jim Cummings has done like every other voice he can do in this show. <laughs> it, I, I think there's something to be said there that that um, when, the, when the normal voice actors uh, are sort of expected to put on another hat, at some point you've kind of just got to go to accents. Yep, yeah. that's true. And like Andy, we had you do like f- six characters from Mermaid in Manhattan, and it's just uh-huh. like, all right, this one you're gonna be British. So. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so I, I may have to have Kyle drop this line in here again. They ask him for feathers, and he basically dramatically just freaks out, and he says like, "Oh, so it's true. You two came for more of my feathers. What do I look like? A general store?" A feather bush that grows back each spring? Oh, how many more can I give? That's what everyone wants. Things from me. Never me, myself. Can't you see I'm lonely and tired of being used? And I just, and he like falls flat on his back on the ground. Like, I love how put upon this fucker is. And mm-hmm. he's really just. I don't know. He's kind of foppish and I love him to death. And the only way they can get feathers from him is if Cody trades him his hat. And I like that. Like we give him his hat because he's, he's called, he's going bald. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. And then uh, he lists all of the different feathers that he sort of has, has promised (laughs) or that he's wild away for a rainy day. Right. Uh, No, you can't take that one. Right. And then he finally agrees to give one up. Uh, cause I guess it was going to be for his girlfriend and she hasn't come back in a while. So, uh, it's probably might that as well bit, take it. Probably that toupee he wears. Yeah. Uh, so that turkey's sort of come to, to accept loss and, and, you know, move <laughs> on. And he's got, that's a little bit of a character arc. Uh, he also he beca- leaves quotes, a stronger person. Yeah. He also quotes the code of the West, uh, for the first time he in does. the series, uh, confirming that's a real thing and not just Moo making shit up. I feel like it's it's like a Book of Mormon scenario where he's seen, <laughs> he's seen what it, he allegedly has seen it. You know, like Moo has seen it in the sure, tablets the golden or plates. whatever. He's seen the golden yeah. plates and he's just, <laughs> but nobody else has. So he can just make up yeah. and decide what is or isn't on there <laughs> at his whim. Oh, I do like that a lot. Um, uh, we just get some snake nonsense for a while after that. Yeah, uh, so... In and amongst the snakes trying to run away from the the marshals, uh, Cody and Tewa, back with a sack full of feathers, run into these two snakes, uh, and they manage to escape. But in the in, in in the process, they've swapped bags, and so uh, all the feathers ended up with the snakes, and the kids ended up with the valuables, and uh, so that makes the snakes follow them to the powwow where we have the final confrontation at the end. Yeah, um, they also. They're they're very bad at lying to Jr. So bad. <laughs> uh, they try to get into his workshop so they can fix the necklace because they think they've got feathers instead of the bag of jewels. And they confront Jr. And Jr. is like, "Are you sure I can't go into my workshop?" And like, "You don't need any help." And like, "Um, no, we've got to do a thing, and you got to go and leave and get us some some." <laughs> I corn. gotta teach Cody how to dance. All right, 
After all, helping out is what the social kowow is all about. That and honesty. Yeah, he, he knows what's <laughs> up. Like, he doesn't know specifically what's up, but he knows that these children are bad liars and they're trying to do a, do a, a mischievous on him. They're trying to be mischievous. Yeah. And uh, he then he says to Moo, he's like, I think I've got some uncling to do, which <laughs> I don't like as a verb. I, I don't either. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, there's only... I don't know if we necessarily need to talk about it, but there was one scene that we kind of skipped over where uh, the, oh, the snakes, yeah. the snakes get one over on the marshals and they trap them in a cage. Yeah. So they trap them in this strange trap where they're surrounded by iron bars in a circle. Um, but then sand starts pouring on top of them or p- piles of dirt mm-hmm. that sh- would, you know, bury them alive if there weren't just big holes in the side of the <laughs> cage. Yeah, Like, they can just move slightly, and all of the dust will shift. All of that will move. Like, it's not... Yeah, and I'm sure for you listeners at home, for the listeners at home, I'm sure this really makes total visual sense to you, and you understand intrinsically what we're talking about without having watched the episode. So, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's poorly constructed. It is poorly constructed. Uh, But what I like is the way they get out of it. um, To... To get out, Moo decides that he's just going to be an asshole to Dakota and make Dakota so who, mad. Who is not properly enraged enough to bend metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, was okay, I guess, but I feel like since I've seen him lift an oil tanker, <laughs> I don't know, it was a little, it was a little, yeah. little reaching that this time he can't bend the bars but it's, unless he's PO'd. It's some really <laughs> good line delivery from him for Dakota, though, because he says, like, Moo says, like, hey, big fella, have I ever told you your feet smell worse than curdled milk? And he goes, nope. No. Heck, heck, <laughs> heck, heck of a time to bring something like that up, though. He's hurt. He's very hurt. <laughs> he's, he's so, just so a sweetie. <laughs> it's so cruel. And they're just hurting him. <laughs> he's not the Hulk. He's not just going to rage. He's not just a monster full of toxic masculinity. He's just like a sad man. <laughs> He's just a sad, strong man. He's so true. <laughs> like you can't, you can't poke that wound more than a few times without breaking your friendship and Dakota as a person. If you cut me, do I not bleed? <laughs> uh, okay, so there's the big showdown at the end. Uh, they, of course, capture the snakes. And, uh, you know, Moo, is, Moo admires Tewa for being brave. Uh, and standing up and being being bait for snakes, snake bait. Uh, and then Cody apologizes, kind of. Like I said, he kind of apologizes, and Jr. immediately forgives him because Jr. is a good man. Uh, but like, I don't know that he deserved it. Yeah, yeah, the sort of yeah, he didn't deserve it. the The lesson of it was kind of weird too, uh, where if they had told Jr. from the beginning, he had like extra feathers. Oh, yeah. Also, also, yeah, Toupee Turkey apparently gave him, like, 600 feathers. <laughs> yeah, he plucked that fucker, like, completely naked. I mean, I don't want to assume, like, I, I assume he had the Toupee <laughs> at the time. <laughs> right. But he yeah. really shouldn't have gotten rid of that many feathers if he's, like... <laughs> I think so JR may have, may have potentially lied to those children. I think JR may have uh, stolen all of those feathers. And maybe that's why the fucker's bald. That's why he's bald. Mm-mm-mm. He's very re- reticent to give them more. Right. Because he's been burned in the past. Yeah, because he's sitting on a mountain of feathers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a weird little episode. Um, 
and you know because we're a little off uh you know we're not on the exact same episode in the season of this ep- this show as we are of cyber six uh the next episode actually is the end of season one for this show so That's right. That's it, right. it really drives home how uh not like how very unserialized this show is like there's mm-hmm. no there's no attempt at a long form story like they're going to be episodic until the end they're going to premiere episodic and it's you know. episodic it i also though feel that in general there were a couple good early ones but it is in the last few weeks i think shown a lot of growth that say mm-hmm. silverhawks or dinosaurs any of the other non-serialized shows we watched were often very much the same thing from start to finish oh this this show's always been leaps and bounds ahead of silverhawks yeah totally but it, it appears to be getting better still mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i agree with you i agree with you i'm because our plan our plan is to watch next week we're going to finish season one and then the, for the following week we're going to jump ahead to the very last episode and watch episode 26 so i'm actually really excited to see where it ends yeah, we'll see cool. if there's literally anything different that's been established in the next season that leaves us confused. Like, if is there, you know, have they developed it further? You know, what doesn't make sense? Probably not. I mean, maybe a few other characters that they'll assume we already know. Maybe. But sure. I don't know. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, ma'am. So what do we think about the, the things that we watched today, Snake Brethren? I, you know, for an episode uh, entirely devoted to snakes, I was pretty let down by these shows. <laughs> we had, yeah, we had th- between three and five snakes. If you yeah. count two snakes as one snake, <laughs> which is very important. <laughs> yeah, whether or not they share a body, two snakes as one snake. Who knows? <laughs> two snakes is a very funny name. <laughs> I'm the outlaw. Hey, two, two snakes. snakes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Moon Mesa was more enjoyable, but, uh, on the whole, I, I, you know, I was left, you know, kind of, kind of in the, you know, left in the snake weeds on this, on this one, on (laughs) these ones. I gotta tell you, I think this may have been the very first week that I can say I enjoyed Cyber Six the most. Hmm. Like just Hmm. on the face of it, I think I came away from that episode smiling. Like the dumb circus Fair antics. Enough. Like I had a great time. And the moon one sort yeah. of left me wanting different things. And Moo Mesa kind of, you know, fell short on a lot of promises and was a little icky. Well, it, was a little, it was a little racially icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and so, so yeah. Sailor Moon, I think, was a letdown only because we know it can it can do so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we hold it to a much higher standard. Only because they standard. set the bar higher. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not meaning to present my opinions as objective analysis. I just mean, I was kind of happy end at the end of that Cyber 6 episode, and that's my metric, no, right? No, I, I get what you mean, but I, 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 what I was, I think me and Austin were saying was that uh, if you came in a little bit more metered about the quality, mm-hmm. it would probably have been a higher, higher enjoyment. But we came in off a pretty good high of yeah. really strong episodes. Does so that, that yeah. like ice skater episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the snow with Chad. My mm. boy Chad was there. Oof. Oof. Mm. <laughs> oh my. And... Just, yeah, a lot of general very good silliness. Well, I'm pretty hungry because I didn't get to eat Austin. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go find maybe... Slither uh, into the garden and choke down a tomato or two. Yeah, yeah. You know. A little well, field mouse. Oh, 
Oh, you swallowing me up. You swallow me up and I'm gone. And, you know, just before uh, my last gasp of breath, um, I'm going to say that uh, you have to say the thing that we always say because I'll be in your tummy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'll be in my tummy. I'll, I'll, I'll let out a little burp and we'll just hear like the faint whisper of the thing that we always say at the end of every episode. Uh, and that thing is uh, kiss your snakes. <laughs> Shake your snakes. Tell a snake you love them today. <laughs> Bear neuter your snake. Well, howdy there, snake fans. Hope your little cowboys, your little snake cowboys, slithering around with your skin and your guns and your hat. Your your snake cowboys. Howdy, howdy, my friends. You should go slither on over and check us out. On Facebook, you should check us on Instagram and Twitter. We're just Saturday morning Tuesdays. We're on the internet. We're on a website that's called SaturnTuesdays.com. Next week, we're doing Sailor Moon episode 37. We're doing Moon Mesa episode 13. We're doing Cyber 6 episode 12. Those are the three that we're doing. And you should watch them. You should listen to us. And that's coming up. Don't you think we're great? You should, you should just enjoy that. That you think we're great. Good night. <laughs>